This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for joining us today as we get our Tuesday, that's right, Tuesday underway. And we appreciate you being along uh, with us today. we got a lot uh, to talk about. Everybody's going to go over what they're uh, working on in their, their individual departments. We're going to get to that coming up uh, in just a few minutes. True crime report on the way a little bit later this morning. It turns out that one of the wildfires in California was started by a gender reveal uh, party, I guess. And now the woman who popularized the gender reveals says, "Stop this." Says, "Okay, it's it's got to end." <laughs> I mean, this stop the madness. Yeah, this this fire. Uh, I guess it's you not the it. first one, though. See, you, and that's what she her point she makes is. Now, the one that she did, was it something that could have caused a wildfire? Because I guess there are some where it's just, like, nothing needs to explode. You could do a gender reveal. Uh, you know, and it doesn't you could do it with a box, up. and you open the box, and pink or blue What's balloons come out. What's in the box? A child's gender, hopefully. Uh, you know what's a really good gender reveal? Nothing. Hey, when I'm, it's hey, born? Having, hey, I'm having a son. Or, hey I'm, hey, I'm having a daughter. Or, hey, it's a boy. It just came out. Or when you pass out the cigars and they either have a blue band on them or, or a, a pink, pink band. band. They sell those at virtually <laughs> every cigar shop. They usually, shop. so they, they started yeah. as was, uh, I believe, cakes. So it was a cake, and, and then you, when you cut into the cake, it was oh, either blue, blue or, or pink on the inside. Uh-huh. Then so they had to start, this is America, so they had to start blowing crap up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you have a, a grandmother who got, what was it, like a wood chipper or something she ended up in? Oh, yeah. What? Someone died, style. right? Oh, look, yeah. it's red. Yeah. Someone died. Which one's that? That's grandma. Uh, going to have the essence of grandma. That, that was baby. a fire. Grandma always did love the movie Fargo. <laughs> yeah, so um, I am agreeing. I've always hated gender reveal parties, so this is great. Get rid of them. You've now started two wildfires from gender reveals. Congratulations. Let's see. There was a little bit of college football over the weekend. And the uh, NFL season gets started on Thursday. Yeah. Chiefs against the Texans. Sean Watson just got himself a nice big old contract extension, too. Not as big as Patrick Mahomes. They did a computer simulation. Uh, this is an ESPN computer simulation, and it made a prediction. And in the prediction, the Dallas Cowboys go to the Super Bowl, yeah. where they get massacred by the Chiefs. There but still, uh, according to this ESPN computer simulation, Cowboys are going to make it to the Super Bowl. And um, somebody's giving away a candy factory, so we definitely mm. need to talk about that because it sounds very familiar. And I think they need to immediately uh, go over there and see if there are enslaved dwarfs uh, before they give away the candy factory. Come with me mm-hmm. and you'll see. Uh, as I mentioned, we got a little bit of that true crime coming up later this morning. Um, back to work on a Tuesday after the Labor Day 
holiday. Remember, in West Texas, the weather is going to take uh, a turn along about Wednesday. Instead of highs in the 90s, it looks like the highs are going to be in the 60s. In some places in Texas, like Amarillo, I think the high is only supposed to be in the 50s. We're still not as bad as Denver. Yeah, and Denver is going to go from, they had 100 degrees it's over like the weekend. Snow. And yeah. They, yeah, they're expecting snow. And northern New Mexico is also uh, I think expecting it's snow. 93 is the high the day before, and then the next day it's like 32 yeah. <laughs> chance of snow. So we've got We're that. We're not going to be as bad, at least in the city in which we live. So no, but it's going to be noticeably, you know, it's like, oh, wow. Well, but not even even as bad as it was. Because last week it was showing we were going to be well into the 60s, and it's already got us at like a high of 75. Oh, so it's not it's not going to cool off as much as they were saying at the end of last week. No, but uh, I was hoping San Angelo is going to be into the 60s with thunderstorms, and Abilene is going to be all the way down to 63 with rain. Jealous. Uh, Nico had some friends over, and I, I was trying to explain to him. Well, you know, once. Once we get that kind of cold temperature, the pool is going to be too cold to swim in. And they said, no, I'm sure we'll still have some 90-degree days. I've, I've got it all figured out because I've had this pool, you know, for like 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Once the nighttime temperature gets down in the 50s, you need like 10 consecutive days of 90 or above. To heat it back to, up. you got to get it back to where, I mean, unless you love being like a polar bear. You know, if you love ice cold water, but it really takes like 10 consecutive days in the 90s to heat that pool up or else it just gets too cold at night. So uh, let's go around the room. Everybody share what you're working on uh, today. Let's start with Joanna, who's been a little quiet this morning. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. What's coming up in entertainment news today, dear? Well, the remake of Mulan is already getting a lot of controversy. There's a boycott Mulan movement. There's also a lot of complaints. Um, Well, the boycott thing is because of the lead actress who plays Mulan. She kind of, when all those protests were happening over there, she was like, oh, we should, you know, support the police, the Hong Kong police. Uh And a lot of people were very upset over that. Okay. And then a lot of people are also upset. Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. I know we support the police. Do we support the police even if they're in, like policing in favor of a repressive communist regime. Well, I, this is in China. Yeah, in China, China yeah, they're, know, they're not, not here. I, no, no, I know, but I'm just saying, Do does that extend to, like, the police in Hong Kong? I do not we know. we support the boys in blue? Are they in blue over there? I don't think they were blue over there. I don't think they were I think you get my point. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, backlash for Mulan, which I hear is great. It's I great. I haven't watched it. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. How many I times did wait. you watch it? Uh, one and a half. Okay. Then I started making cauliflower. But uh, no, I thought it was really good. I really, everything that I was hoping it would not have, it didn't. And so it, <laughs> it, they, they, it was definitely not a remake of the cartoon. You're not Are you anti-Mushu? Are you anti-Eddie Murphy as a talking <laughs> dragon? Because that's I, how you sound. I am actually a huge Mulan fan. It's actually my favorite out of all the Disney movies. It's my favorite, which everyone thinks is very shocking. As a child, I broke the VHS tape. Yeah. This because Anna. I watched Mulan over and over. This Anna on you. This Anna on your cow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a big fan of it. And so I was afraid that they were going to do like what they do with The Lion King, where it's almost shot for shot the same movie. Mm-hmm. 
and same it beats and everything. No, this mm. is, oh, Lion King was essentially the exact same thing. Yeah, and that's why. But this one, it is. It was to the point where at the end, even though you kind of know what's going to happen, you're like, what's going to happen? Because it it doesn't. <laughs> have the same like the story is a little is the same but it's a little bit different enough that you know you actually are excited and anticipating what's going to happen and uh no i really really liked it i think that the actual the colors that they had throughout the movie remind me a lot of aladdin like all the bold bright colors everywhere and the actual the background the scenery was really beautiful the Mm -hmm. acting the action sequences were really good i think they did a great job with it well you know my controversial opinion on the Disney real life remakes is that um, Aladdin mm-hmm. I thought the version with Will Smith as the genie was better than the, the Robin Williams version. You might really like this one. Well, have you ever seen Mulan? No. <laughs> <laughs> Start with the original then. Don't even talk about Mushu if you don't even know Mushu. Yeah. Dishonor on you, Buzz. I, I was familiar. The powerful, and your the cow. pleasurable. I was fam- I, I was aware that that Eddie Murphy had basically played Donkey in a movie before Shrek, but mm. <laughs> I had never seen it. Yeah, he was a mystical donkey that mm-hmm. breathed fire. There you go. Well, look who he ended up marrying in Shrek. Mm? Yeah, he had little <gasps> dragon oh, yeah. And then they have dragon donkey babies. They have dragon donkey oh. babies. And one of them was just a dragon, and its name was Mushu, and then it was an ancestor. Sir, you are blowing my mind this early in the morning. Boom. Look at you. Sports headlines. Brandon, what do we got in sports? Well, we already mentioned Sean Watson. He got himself a nice, big, healthy contract extension. And Josh Rosen, how the mighty have fallen. Remember, he was the 10th overall pick back in 2018 by the Cardinals. Uh, he ended up with the Dolphins last year, and now he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad. Did you see the thing in uh, at the U.S. Open in tennis where uh, Djokovic, Novak Djokovic? Yeah, yeah, he he in anger swatted a tennis ball away, and it hit the line judge in the throat. Yep. <gasps> oh. You know. I'm not the uh, the expert on tennis by any stretch of the imagination, but uh-huh. he he it, like he totally didn't do it in person. He didn't even hit it that hard. You mean on purpose? In person? He didn't do it on purpose. Because I'm pretty purpose. sure the guy was actually there. Yeah, he so did do it in person, in person, but he didn't do it on purpose. Oh. And it didn't even look that hard. It just happened to hit the, the judge in the throat. Okay, let's get a tennis ball. Ooh. I mean, immediately he's like, "Yeah, but you got to remember too, tennis very hoity-toity." Come on, I guess so. And we and I will cover this coming up in sports because we also have uh, some people talking about whether or not it was the right call to default him and and basically end his tournament after that moment. And in golf, they had the uh, the FedEx Cup Championship. Dustin Johnson uh, won that by I think three strokes uh, yesterday after uh, leading the last two days. Lisa, news headlines, what do we have coming up as far as news goes? Well, get a bucket and a mop for these wet-ass patriots. (laughs) A Trump boat parade, five boats sunk in Lake Travis over the weekend. Yeah, I saw that. I saw people commenting that it's like, this is a metaphor for the the Trump presidency. Everybody was like... How dare you? People could have died in this boat rally where their boat started sinking. 
Just like a... I I was waiting for that. Just like a crazed leftist communist to make fun of. It's like, dude, come on, that's hilarious. <laughs> it was funny. Joanna's sleeping and she just sees a tweet that I had and I was like, get a bucket and a mop for these wet-ass patriots. <laughs> yeah, so it was, a, it was a boat rally and everybody was flying their Trump flags and, you know, they had all the... Everybody was... Uh, let's start out. At first, uh, nobody was injured. They were able to rescue everyone from the water. Oh, so it's fine. Exactly. (laughs) Everybody survived. It's fine. But yeah, uh, five boats ended up sinking over at Lake Travis. Uh, First responders say they were able to rescue all of the people who were in the water. Mm -hmm. Uh, But despite making the national news after the boat sinking, the organizers say the event was a success. So um, I, the five owners of the boats Nobody may have died. <laughs> the five owners of the boats may have something else to say about it, but the uh, yeah the organizer says great job. So there's that. All right, we'll have news coming up. We've got today and sound clips on the way here in just a few moments and uh, shortened week. If you got yesterday off, I hope you did. Uh, we've got a four day week here after Labor Day. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. But uh, let's talk about, okay, first of all, Mulan. Lisa, you watched Mulan. And you really, it sounds like, give it like thumbs up all across the board, right? I give it a very, yeah, uh, very high ranking. Out of all of the live action remakes, this is by far my favorite. I I thought Beauty and the Beast was pretty good. I, I better. I think it was well, this one was better. But you agree, Beauty and the Beast was pretty good. I think it was good. Yeah, um, okay. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the live action remakes just because I feel like it's just the same. I mean, it's the same story. Yeah, right. And it's the same, same story. Same songs. Same songs. This one had no songs, so okay. it was it was very it was a lot darker. It was a lot more serious um, of a take on the the story to begin with. Um, but they had all the the same elements that they had in the beginning. So it's about, you know, a girl trying to protect her family, um, doesn't want to live by the status quo, wants to be her own person, and her finding her way in kind of this uh, this you know patriarchal world that she's in. Uh, but it's really good. The action sequences are very well done. Um, all of the fighting was really well done. Um, just the, the backdrops, the costumes, all of that looked really, really good. Um, so, and it's it's not the same story, which is something I actually did like. Is that it's obviously similar to the first movie, but they did add new elements to it uh, that I think actually they benefited the entire story as a whole. Um, like they added, for instance, she has a sister. She has a little sister in the movie, and in she also has a there's a witch that plays a role in there too that she has a you know sort of a, a disagreement with. And so I think all of that really helped the story go along. Um, You see more of the Emperor than you did in the first film, or I mean in the cartoon. Uh, But I I think they did a really good job with this movie. It is not in the top of the box office. I guess that's probably because most people watched it uh, streaming. But Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenet, made $20.2 million. Over the Labor Day weekend, that makes sense because I th- I don't think Tenet is available yet on uh, at home on demand. It, it is not. Uh, yeah. So pre pandemic, that would have been a pretty low uh, showing, but it's the biggest gross in North America since theaters reopened. Oh, Buzz, did you go see it? No, 
I wanted to, but I didn't want to go see it by myself. So <laughs> nobody wanted to go see it with me. Nobody was ready to get in that movie theater. It wasn't that I didn't want to. I didn't have time. Yeah, Joanna, oh. what were you doing this weekend? Because you didn't have time to watch The Boys. You didn't have time to start Umbrella Academy. You didn't have time to watch Mulan. What were you doing? It was a busy weekend. Yeah, that's what, what we're asking. What, what, what were you, you doing? doing? Don't worry about it. Did you have a date? No. <laughs> I mean, we, I know I was with you on Saturday. Did the <laughs> did the go-go clubs open again? <laughs> they did. <laughs> was it, she there? wasn't there. Uh-huh. No, I wasn't there. I, I texted her on Saturday because my friend, I, I was hanging out with one of my buddies, and he goes, hey, you want to go to the gay bars? They're back open. I'm like, what? Does Joanna know? Immediately texts her. Uh, ten- but what were you doing? Yeah, what were you doing? Nothing. Were you canning vegetables? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tenant hit theaters overseas last weekend. Its global total so far is $146.2 million. And uh, New Mutants earned $3.5 million in the second weekend. And you know what? I haven't really heard a lot about that movie. Like, good things, the, the New Mutants. Well, you know, it's it's carrying through with the, with the X-Men universe, which I feel like all the wind has gone out of the sails of that thing yeah. a, a few movies ago. Um, but I didn't have any interest in seeing it. Like, if it was on TV, I don't think I'd have any interest in seeing it. Are there three episodes of The Boys on Amazon Prime? There yeah. are. And I've seen all three of them. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Uh, the first one was great. The second one slow. was really slow. And then the third one was picked up a little bit more. Uh, it, it's showing signs of the deal where it's like, all right, we got this hit show and people are tuning in. We don't want too much to happen in any one episode. Let's just spread it out. And that drives me crazy. Like people doing things that, that aren't germane to the plot or don't come back later. And it was almost it, like they could have taken the three episodes and condensed it to, to one. one episode. Yeah. But it was like, oh, we want to give them a little extra, so we're going to stretch stretch this thing out a little bit. Although the way season or episode three ended was Ooh. awesome. Yeah, that was that was kind of shocking. Literally, it was really. I I think it's really good, um, so far. But yeah, you're right. Some there, of it. There are kind shows of that have just dro- driven me crazy because it's like obviously you are stretching everything out really thin. That's why I gave up on Better Call Saul. After two seasons, I was mm-hmm. like, "This just takes forever for anything to happen." Uh, Nico got me to watch Blue Bloods because he really loves Blue Bloods. <laughs> okay. Okay, listen. Nico is secretly a sixty-five-year-old man. <laughs> that show is so obviously geared toward a sixty-five-year-old in a you know a red state in the Midwest who watches Fox News. I mean, it's. It's kind of like police propaganda. I, I want to say I support the police and you know and everything, but th- but this what is just like. What about this makes it propaganda then? Like everything. First of all, like it's this family, right? And they're all cops. The one that's played by Donnie Wahlberg is a bad cop. Like he's abused. He makes sexual comments about women, but it's never done with oh he's going to learn a valuable lesson. It's just like hey, this is how cops talk. We sexually harass our female coworkers, or we make fun of crime victims, either behind their back or to their face, and it's just like, 
this is terrible. These are supposed to be the heroes of this show. <laughs> this is awful. He's, Nico's coming in later. He can tell you like what he likes. In fact, I was like, are you kidding me? Because he made me watch like three episodes. I was, I was like, you know this is a terrible show. And you're just... Did he know it was a terrible show? He or claims he that like... it's great. He claims he loves <laughs> Blue Bloods. TV uh, on TV tonight. America's Got Talent semifinals uh, tonight on NBC. It's the two-hour season finale of primetime What Would You Do on ABC tonight. And the season finale of Hard Knocks on HBO. Who were they doing? Hard the Los Knocks Angeles with? teams. The Rams and the Chargers. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, and I have not seen or heard anything about it. So, Let's see. Is there anything... That I'm forgetting. Oh, you guys should watch The Binge. It's like a parody of The Purge. And worth, the, worth the time to watch? Definitely worth the time to watch. Listen, Joanna There's already a has a fun. very full schedule, so let's not give her more things to watch. Maybe that's why Joanna was busy. She was binging herself. I don't know, Joanna. Where are you? <laughs> Ted Cruz. I got to talk about Ted Cruz here for a second. Ted Cruz is very, very triggered by the announcement that the cast of Princess Bride is coming together and they're going to do a, a script reading to raise money for the Democratic Party. So right. Ted Cruz is a Republican from Texas, and we know from stuff that he said before that he really, really loves uh, the movie The Princess Bride. Marriage! All right, so Ted Cruz is obviously a pretty big fan of Princess Bride, and he was... <laughs> Upset that they're they're doing a script read to raise money for uh, Democrats. So I say he gets uh, Mitch McConnell and maybe Jim Jordan, and they they do their own table read of uh, Princess Bride. Plus, Mitch McConnell going to do a turtle? Yeah, <laughs> there's some turtle in Princess Bride. He could be the Andre the Giant. Oh, I'm the Dread Pirate Roberts. Dee doo dee doo. Uh, let's talk about this weird weather. So tomorrow is when we're going to see a change in El Paso. It's not going to be as pronounced as it's going to be at other places in West Texas. Tomorrow's going to be 75, but that's 20 degrees cooler yeah. than it has been. Uh, today, it's going to get up to 90 uh, in the 90s in El Paso, but tomorrow 75. In San Angelo and Abilene, in addition to the dropping temperatures, they are going to be in the 60s. I think the high in Abilene tomorrow is going to be 63. And look for a big block of thunderstorms for El Paso. Uh, well, let me check on El Paso, but definitely San Angelo. El Paso, too, tonight as well. Thunderstorms like Got thunderstorms, so it looks like across the entire region. Uh, it's pretty good soak here in uh, San Angelo and Abilene that uh, is going to go on w overnight on Tuesday, overnight tonight, Wednesday, and Thursday. None of this uh, really compares, though, to Denver, which was in the, was 100 over the, over the weekend, and they are predicting snow is coming up in the Denver forecast. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Do you guys remember if I say the name Ander Christensen? Do you remember who Ander is? Boneless yes, Wings. Yeah. The guy who trolled you. 
Yeah, we had... Uh, we oh, had that's eight. right. Lisa wasn't here for that. What did you do? What happened? Jeez. So the, it the, was so cringy. Yeah, do you remember the guy last week who did the whole speech on boneless wings and how we need to get rid of them and how they should oh, be yeah, boneless wings? Oh, yeah, he's great. So we had him on the air. I love it. And he's, dad telling proud of him? This, he's telling this joke about turn signals on cars and Buzz just did not get it. Like, he's all, <laughs> my next issue that I'll take it upon... To is, say is about this thing that we should really be putting in cars that'll let other people know where you're gonna go. And Buzz is like, I don't get it. What? Yeah, he's like, it's, I'm gonna put it like right on the steering wheel. It's gonna be really simple. It's gonna be a flick of the wrist, and it's going to inform the other cars if you're intent to turn. It's mm-hmm. gonna be like a signal. Well, he didn't say turn. Them- he said let you know where you're going. And I was just picturing something that like displayed your destination, like. I'm going to work. This went on for me. <laughs> this went on for probably two minutes, and it was the longest two minutes because it's just Buzz going. That sounds like a turn signal. That sounds like a turn signal. <laughs> and then the guy goes, "Yeah, I don't think people know what that is yet." Uh, so, uh, so I've got an update on Ander <laughs> Ander Christensen. <laughs> uh, Buffalo Wild Wings has offered Ander a year's supply of free traditional chicken wings. Nice. For speaking out against boneless wings, although I think they sell boneless wings at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. This was in Lincoln, Nebraska at the city council meeting where his, as you heard, his dad is on the city council. His dad is proud. He should be. So what are traditional chicken wings are, have the bone in there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know I was like in my 40s before I realized that... Okay, the drumstick you know, isn't the, a the leg. Little, yeah, I thought those were little stubby chicken legs. <laughs> like the, the drumette. Oh, okay. Do you know what like it you is? They were little legs, part of the wing? Yeah, it's part of the wing. And I thought, oh, okay, well, the wing is the thing that's got the two bones, and then uh-huh. it's hard to get the meat out of the middle. You have to poke <laughs> your tongue through it to get the meat out of the middle. Of the. I thought, okay, that's the wing, and these must be their tiny little legs. You're all, where are they getting all these little tiny chickens from? <laughs> <laughs> I was well into middle age before I realized that that wasn't the case. Uh, so, yeah, I can be pretty gullible sometimes, I guess. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We are uh, joined this morning by stand-up comedian Nico Ajimian. You can find him on all social media at Nico Adjective, and he tweets at Nico's Fake News. And he made me watch, like, three episodes of CBS's Blue Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> on Friday. Good morning, buddy. Hey, uh, not didn't uh, get Riveting. into Blue Bloods the way that, that you did. And in fact, I think you're doing it like it's something you millennials do like ironically or something. I think that's got to be it. And you were trying to like, watch, I'm going to get Buzz, who probably is closer to the target demographic for Blue Bloods. <laughs> I'm going to trick him into liking Blue Bloods. Was that what your motivation was? No, I thought it was just a cool police story. And then, <laughs> and then He's all, I was invested. Yeah. Every second, Buzz was coming up with a new thing like, oh, my God, look at that. The way they're talking about women right there. That is just so well, sexist did. and I mean, misogynistic. <laughs> and then the next the next line would be like, oh, my, they're just setting up. Uh, racial profiling right now. And, <laughs> and I, ca- I called a- it like pro-cop propaganda. Yeah, well... Which is fine. I mean, I, I, I've i grown up with pro-police propaganda my entire life, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a show about cops and, you know, the, the crazy... But even the fictional cops that are the heroes are like 
<laughs> bad cops. <laughs> I mean, they could write these guys any way they want to, and these guys are like, oh, he's... But they don't have the awareness, I don't think. It's like, it's not a show about a bad cop. It's a show about what they think a good cop would be like. Like, take no... no not politically correct... You know, talks about do what you got to do. Yeah, do to what get you got to do. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes Donnie Wahlberg roughs up a suspect to get the information on on the you know, <laughs> criminal, and mm-hmm. and but he gets his guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the of the demo for Blue Bloods and your parents, my parents, all our parents. Yeah, like, does your mom like Blue Bloods? She does. I, I, on Sundays when I go to their house. I do catch her binging, and Joanne, I think I got it. The Joanna said the right channel, whatever it is, they do like a... Ion? Yeah. They do an entire day of Blue Blue. That's Sunday. Cool. Uh-huh. On but Sundays. But my mom doesn't like it as much as she loves Law & Order. Law & Order. Yeah, oh, Law yeah. & Order is a little bit less uh, dramatic. I made a recommendation to the guys. I told them to watch The Binge on Hulu, which is a parody of The Purge. Has he been talking about this to you guys? Yeah. A lot. I mentioned yeah. it a couple of times. Because he's asked me to watch it three times with him. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see it with him? I, well, I watched did. one of those times. I watched yeah. it. <laughs> I watched it once. I uh-huh. watched it with Nico. And then I've been trying to get him to watch it again. It's like they they tried to put together <laughs> a teenage movie parody. And they put everything in one movie they thought would mm-hmm. make it funny. They knocked it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I am, though, with the boys. Everybody, I tell them, have you seen it yet? No. Well, great. Let's start watching it. Season one, episode mm-hmm. one. Let's start. Let's get I, you on board. I'll even start from the beginning with you. I'll hold your hand. Yeah, I do, I do that. Together. I've watched it about three, four times now, season one. Have you really? I love. I think the boys is great. Everyone should be getting on board with that show. Uh, so if you if you were in good health, what is the uh, what is the particular age that it's the best to be? That was kind of the question. I, I mean, I kind of hacked it up there, but it was a Harris poll, and uh, the median across the board. What would you guess? Twenty five. Okay, I'm gonna go with what Lisa said earlier and just say six. 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 Yeah. There's naps. You get snacks. You get excited about McDonald's toys still. Yeah, I mean, you can get excited about McDonald's toys now, but now no, you can actually buy them whenever you want. Back then, you had to wait you, up, rely on your parents. Right. You couldn't oh, do But it you, was always like a treat yeah. when you finally got it. It was exciting. I, I mean, you look now back all like, nostalgic, but just remember how much being a, being a six-year-old was like being a prisoner. You couldn't go where you had no autonomy at I all. I think it depends on your how you were raised. Like if you, like, I used to go ride my bike all the time. Yeah. I could still fit in the monkey bars, you know, where you could like <laughs> put your legs up and then you... like. I remember... Do you, does anyone remember the day they got stuck? Or is that just me? Like, uh, when you finally realized you couldn't <laughs> fit anymore in between the did monkey bars. Did you get bars. Winnie the Pooh on the monkey bars? I almost did, and that was the day I was like, that's it. Um, no more. Can't do it again. I'm going to stick with six. All right, I'm so going with Nico six. says 20. Well, yeah, because you can drink. You know, you can... But you're also very young. So but once again, it depends. And like, hangovers don't kill you as much They don't kill you. Kill me you're now. in the prime of your life. Uh, you're still attractive. <laughs> But but it you depends. Have hair. It depends on it. Once again, I feel like, like you're describing somebody that's definitely not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going with six. Nico, yeah. def- twenty-five. Twenty-five. Brandon, whatever age I am, okay. I enjoy it. Thirty-seven. Oh, you, you don't want to do last year, up, Brandon, when you still had a tooth in the front? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm getting, I'm getting that back, man. I'm getting that back. <laughs> 
Did he get it replaced? <laughs> Not yet. It's a work in progress. He's all six months, guys. Okay, no. six months from, from I, right I now. I here. Listen to me. I'm going to get the tooth back. So, so let me tell you what the most, <laughs> let me tell you what the median answer was of the okay. best age to be. Mm-hmm. 50. And that is according to 50 a, a, years old? Yes, 50. But it, okay. was this a poll done by people who watch Blue Blood? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, they have a whole day of Blue Blood. I remember when I was 50. It was delightful. I noticed nobody. I only got up twice in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you never pick an age that you haven't lived yet. So I don't know. This J-Lo had to have been older. 50. Yeah. yeah. And that 50. bitch is on a pole. And like, mm hmm. Like, I don't even have the energy that j So, has. So uh, it, it varies a few years, but for the most part, right in that, like, 45 to 55 range is the one that, that people picked out across the board. But gender and geography uh, play a role. Men said the perfect age is 47, and women said the perfect age is 53. Interesting. In huh. the Midwest, the perfect age is 50. On the East Coast, it's 53. And on the West Coast... It's forty-seven, so there's a little bit of wiggle room, but it's still pretty kind much like ballpark. middle age. Are they giving any reasons for why? Well, it's a Wall Street Journal uh, article which there is reported the results <laughs> of this oh. of this Harris poll. Those six-year-olds are reading. Those the are Wall actually Street the youngest Journal. people that buy the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, yeah, fifty-year-olds. Uh, many people say it's not a number, but a certain feeling or a stage of life when the children. We're little, some say, but also once the children are gone and you can kind of do whatever you want to is what some others say. So the kids, yeah, if you think about it, if you had your kids early 20s, at this point, the kids are out of the house. You are probably not, probably not, yourself. probably probably not enough more money now to do whatever you want. You've increased, uh, you've probably been at your job for a while now, so you've accumulated the vacation time and PTO that you need to go do things that you want to do. With any luck, yeah. Your expendable income has probably expanded, especially if the kids are out of the house now. Yeah. Also, who are you trying to impress <laughs> at 50, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Selleck. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. So we have some uh, answers. We put the question out, and we have some answers off of the neckline. If you ever want to call the neckline, that number is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. But if you want to call right now, uh, let, let's want to make sure you know the phones are open. I'd like to hear, you know, like a mm-hmm. like kind of your A lot of people in rationale. the chat are talking about 30s, 25, late uh, 20s, early 30s as mm-hmm. their prime. Uh, Toll-free studio line. Give us a call. It's 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. And uh, what are people saying? Oh, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's not on your permanent record. (laughs) Yeah, you're Record, a juvenile. Records are sealed at 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah tell that to 18. the Kenosha shooter. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I think he's charged as an adult. God. Yeah, it, there was a, definitely a lot of exciting stuff going on, but there was also a lot of boredom. There was a lot you couldn't do, you know. That's actually you, a good you point. A 16, 17 limited, was a good time. You had too. a little limited autonomy and you could definitely have fun with it and i know a lot of people look 
back as you know those are the golden years or whatever but i remember 16 as being like you got to go to school Mm. you got a test you got you know some bs teacher that's just got so there's just a lot of headaches also with yeah a lot of headaches but also just depended on if your parents were gullible Mm mm-hmm because there was a lot of times my parents thought I was spending the night at a friend's house and I was in Tijuana. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'd be like, you have to be home in 30 minutes. That's not going to happen. Where are you? Mexico. Listen to this guy. This guy's, I listened to this one earlier. This guy says 30 is the best age. Yeah. You got your own pad. You yeah. get the honeys to come over. Yeah. The honeys? Yeah. All the ladies how's, loved him. How's 30, how's 30 treating you, Nico? Not yeah. a lot of ladies coming over. <laughs> also not your home. Yeah, also not my home. <laughs> uh, 30, 30 was pretty good. I got to tell you, 30, 30 was kind of had the best parts of being older and younger. You know, it was like kind of a sweet spot, I thought. Yeah. 30 was a good one for sure. Uh, I spent 30 at Disneyland. That was fun. Dang. It was, that was this year. That was last, last year. year. Last year. This year she was supposed to. You really need a little per- spend 31 at Disneyland. You know, you need a little perspective. Like that guy at 60 saying 30, he's got a lot to compare it to, you know? A lot of women to compare it to, <laughs> yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We were talking a little earlier about there's the weather's going to change. We're looking for rain in West Texas. Starting tonight, going to have a solid block of rain, it looks like, for definitely for Wednesday and possibly extending through Thursday. And the temperatures are going to drop 20 degrees, I think, in El Paso. 75 is the high tomorrow. Abilene and San Angelo are going to stay in the 60s. And overnight lows are going to be down in the 50s. We were talking about Denver has got a real roller coaster going on. I forgot one of our listeners uh, in the chat is in Denver. So Michelle wrote in a few minutes ago and said, it was 96 here in Denver yesterday. Right now it's raining, supposed to snow all day, Mm -hmm. and our high is 33. Denver has been really nice, the weather. So it's kind of shocking to think. Right. And LA's weather has been terrible. It's so hot there. It's a dumpster fire in California right now. So they had the hottest day on record over the weekend. I think 121 in Los Angeles County is the is the hottest recorded temperature ever in Los Angeles County. And isn't the reason most people go there is because the temperatures are so temperate? Or uh, I don't know. Even Uh. Los Angeles could get hot. San Diego is always where it's like a nice, Mm -hmm. like kind of a cool between seventy five and eighty five. Right. Yeah, San Diego is the good. If if you go and it's eighty eight in San Diego, all the San Diegans talk about is the sweltering heat. Yeah, eighty (laughs) eight. It's amazing. No humidity. Nope. Cool ocean breeze coming in. Uh Huh? Wasn't it like one hundred and eight there yesterday though? In San Diego? I believe so. Oh, that would yeah, be. Yeah, it was I got hot. A, yeah, I got a friend uh, who lives in San Diego, and he was posting on Facebook that uh, it was like 108. It's, yeah, my my one of my best friends, Jonathan, lives out there, and he's like, yeah, I'm leaving for the weekend for Labor Day. I'm like, where are you going? He's all, Houston. I'm all, that's a terrible decision. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. I, may, I have a friend that, Lisa, you know, 
Uh, oh, Mark. Mark Mathis. Yeah. So Mark Mathis. We is, should ask him what the weather is in San Diego. It, he's a weatherman, like a TV weatherman. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell him, you took like the biggest slacker job I can imagine. You're the weather forecaster in San Diego. <laughs> Where the temperature is always within about five degrees mm-hmm. year round. Dude, he's having a blast out there. He's been out there for like ten years now, man. No, not ten, but it's eight, been seven or eight. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, he's he's loving it out there. I guess we should mention since uh, Nico's here, Nico's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedy is going to return to yeah. El Paso. El Paso's comic strip is going to have John Stringer, who's That's one of right. our favorites. And so it looks like, fingers crossed, because earlier in the summer they tried to reopen, but it only lasted a few weeks, mm-hmm. right? They had to reshut down. Well, we got John Stringer coming. Do you know if Bart, who owns the comic strip, has got enough uh, to qualify as being a restaurant? Yeah, uh, definitely. He has now changed the, the, the designation of the venue to be a restaurant. Those and, chili uh, cheese fries didn't count? They didn't count, but it does count as a delicious snack bar item. And uh-huh. uh, they have other stuff, too. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm really happy that at least people are taking a chance on going out for entertainment. Hey, I mean, if the, this is my question, though. I just brought this up to Joanna. How are strip clubs open, but they won't allow the go-go's at the gay bars? Like, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Is it because it's a, a bar and the strip club is like BYOB, maybe? Breasts and thighs are considered a meal, while sausage is just a snack. <laughs> <laughs> Depends I can see that. on the size of the sausage. <laughs> I can see that. But uh, we're serious. So they barely opened the gay bars. This the, it, was, it was a soft opening. But they... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a hard opening. It wasn't. It was not. They were not oh. going full force with it. Uh, but, it was a girthy opening. <laughs> but they, they're saying that it's different now because they don't have like the dancers. And I'm like, well, I, I just put them right in the middle of my table. That's fine. Was well, that the only good part about going to the gay bars though? Uh, like, no, it's no. amazing. I thought it was the dancing. But you dance. Like you get to dance too. You yeah, there's to, no dancing. There's no dancing right now. You can't dance. So yeah, one of our one of our mutual friends went on Saturday, and he said he was like, yeah, well, one we couldn't get in, but two they were saying it was very different because everyone has to be seated, everyone has to have food. I think locally it might have something to do with some of the strip clubs that you're talking about are outside the city limits. Oh, and- oh good okay. point. Uh, well, I don't know. Jags was open. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think Jags. That's right. I think both of those are right. Maybe not Jags. Not Jags, Jags. but Dreams. Dreams. But Dreams is outside the city limits. Red Parrot also open. Yeah, I was way out there this weekend. Yeah, we were. (laughs) We were on a mission. What? What? You guys went to Dreams and Red Parrot. Is that what? Is that what you're saying? No, No, I was way out there. We had a wedding that we went to. To uh, Joanna and I were both at a wedding, but it was same wedding. Yeah, yeah. Who got married? Does she care if we tell her? I don't think she does. Uh, Emily. Emily got married. Oh, yeah. oh! Uh, my invitation must <laughs> got lost in the mail. <laughs> you know, Brandon, what? yours? Did you get yours? <laughs> I didn't go. Uh. I don't mind. It was very small. It was small yeah, yeah. Be- she didn't. She didn't really expect a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the restrictions. Exactly. 
yeah. Oh, so, okay. I mean, it was definitely... All it, right, she's off the hook. It was interesting just because... Well, I, I can give you her uh, wedding registry, though. You're more than oh, welcome so I to get send a, a gift. I can get a you gift? Can okay. Gift. I'll get her a gravy boat. It was just... Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was very, very close. Uh, just her close uh, family that was there. Maybe like 20 guests, if that. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely 20 guests. I counted. Looks like next week, Willie Barsena is going to be in town. So my goal this week is to get out and let him do a show. <laughs> no, is to get my elliptical bicycle. So it's a uh-huh. it's a bicycle that you work like a like an elliptical machine. Uh-huh. And but it has start, wheels on it. Yeah, it has wheels on it. And I'm going to use it because Willie is always wants me to give it every to him. Yeah. Every, every time. Every time he asks fails. for that bike. And I I can say, "Dude, I've been using it a lot lately." <laughs> no, but didn't you say there would be something you'd be willing to trade? He'd be willing to trade. I, I gave him like a shopping list list of stuff you could only get in California, and if he brought all that <laughs> stuff, Ooh, I would consider making I, a trade. All right, but like, where is he going to find mescaline? Let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> What's the big deal with that bike that he wants, Luke? It's a good workout. I, I I'll it? say, oh yeah, like when you get out there and you do it because you're getting your arms and your back. It's like you you can go a. You like three miles, and you feel like you have had a complete workout. So, so it's like a legit bike that you can take down the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Except you're standing up and uh-huh. you're, you're yeah, shuff- picture, shuffling your legs around. Picture like an elliptical. Take a video of that next time, video, Nico. Uh, mm-hmm. Their video exists. A couple of videos exist. Yeah. We'll make sure you're not on any sleeping pills at the time. Gender reveals. <laughs> uh, mm. I was just to to research for this. I just did a search. Uh, of gender reveals. So here right. are some of the headlines. Gender reveal caused a plane crash. Mm-hmm. Gender reveal blast dad in junk. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There was a grandmother who was killed during a gender reveal. Couple went viral for using hippo for gender reveal party. That wasn't that bad. They used a, a hippo and they put... A watermelon or whatever? Yeah, and the, the thing is is that that's a treat of theirs. They also do jello. Oh, here's one. And they put the blue jello inside of the watermelon. Gender reveal party starts forest fire, and you might think, well, this is what we're talking about. This was in 2018. Yeah, this was in Arizona, and I believe the couple was charged. Uh, they were ended up, they paid $8 million, or <gasps> they've been ch- oh my God. charged with $8 million. Uh, for that, and uh, congratulations, like- it's a boy. You yeah. got crappy parents. Yeah. So basically, you're saying people should just stop doing this. Just find out the gender at the doctor, and uh, or do it, you know, with a card trick. Do it with something a non-combustible. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there are different ways. If you Why? really want to do Go it, back first to the of all, thing. number one, it's insufferable yeah. to begin with. It really is. Second of all, do it in a way so that's not going to cost. Millions of dollars of property damage maybe kill people, okay? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. find some other way to do it. Not everything has to explode. I know Is it's it because America. most of them do have explosives? No. As the ones that cause accidents do. Okay. And those are the ones that get the, the big headlines. But, you know, there are different ways you can do it in which nothing is going to catch on fire. And I think the person who started it is saying it's just gone too far. So this lady, like she was the first to do a gender reveal. Mm-hmm. And do you know what her gender reveal 
was? Yeah, so this is, um, oh, geez, how do I say your last name? It's Jenna, Jenna Carvindis, I believe. Um, about 10 years ago, did they she did. Did marry Mr. Nuts? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but they, about nuts. 10 years ago, they decided they wanted to reveal <laughs> the gender of their baby with what was, at the time, a relatively new idea. So they did a cake cutting party. So they had a cake, and it was decorated in both blue and pink. And then when you cut into it, it was blue. They're having a boy. So they uh, did on the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode. Episode. Yeah. Except they screwed it up and it was green in the middle. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So she decided she wrote, did a write up in a popular baby magazine at the time and she blogged about it. And the idea of gender reveal parties kind of just blew up a few years after that. And she kind of wrote a post uh, back in uh, uh, a few years ago defending parents for having gender reveals. But now she's saying that she's a. Uh, She's uh, feeling differently. Hey, just for fun, and just on the spur of the moment, I went to Etsy mm-hmm. and did a search for gender reveals. So these are the things you can buy. Confetti and powder gender reveal that shoots out uh, a colored powder. See, well, that, this is as what... As long as it's not flammable, I no, would say No, but this okay. is the problem. I, I believe one of those is what started the wildfire. Oh, well then don't get that. Yeah, so what it was, <laughs> they said it was one of the, uh, uh, it's a, a kind of like a pyrotechnic, but it uh, it has smoke come out of it that's either pink or blue. Yeah, that's what and this looks like. That is what they believe started uh, the, the El Dorado fly, fire, I believe is How the name of that, it. I mean, depending on what's what's in it. Yeah, the El Dorado I, there fire. There must be something burning to cause the smoke, I guess. I, uh, I don't know exactly. Uh, color smoke grenades? Maybe that's what that it was. That sounds terrible. Yeah, so this was the El Dorado fire. It's near San Bernardino. It's up in the high desert in Yucaipa. Um They say that they believe this fire was started by a gender reveal party uh, gone wrong. Okay, here's one. You put whatever's in it in in your truck, <laughs> and when you... When you burn out, oh, it so shoots bad. out the pink or the blue smoke when and you burn pink, out your truck. if you're doing it with a truck, that dude is pissed. <laughs> that dad is not happy at all. Yeah. Yeah, they've got all kinds of products on here where you can burn out and it will reveal the gender. They've got golf balls that you hit the golf ball and it explodes into whatever color reveals the gender. Anyway, think it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go with something that's not flammable, and for God's sake, don't do it, you know... In a national forest. In a national forest or any place where there's a lot of kindling flammable, around, yeah. yes. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. So, Nikita Moreno <laughs> is this woman. She saw that her ex-husband in the New York Times wedding section, and as she was reading... I guess it was more than just, hey, they're going to get married at this time and date. Like it was, it it went into it. It was like the whole history of how they met. Of their relationship. How they met, how they fell in love. And then now we're getting married to celebrate that love. Uh, So according to the New York Times article, you know, normally the Times doesn't do an article about people getting married unless they're So they must be affluent? Uh, Maybe. Uh, According to the New York Times article, the couple Rob and Lauren started their relationship in January 2017. Now, this is uh, Nikita, the ex-wife, talking. It also said that he had never been married. That was news to me because I was his wife in January 2017. And uh, Nikita says, we split in late March of that year, officially divorcing in January 2018, and I never exactly understood why. 
until I read about it in the Times. Uh, so part of it recounts the meeting of, uh, <laughs> well, the, the, ex, the ex-husband's name is Robert Palmer <laughs> and Lauren Malian. Well, obviously, he didn't mean to turn her on. <laughs> <laughs> it begins with their meet-cute at a gym. Oh, my God. Brandon, do you know what a meet-cute is? What's a meet-cute? No. It's like a really cute and quirky way of saying, this is how we met. And now but people it's like are trying, something that it, it only happens like in the movie, in Hallmark movies. And now people and are trying to set it up in real life. Like if you got happen. a Tinder date, they want to make it a meet cute yeah. Tinder date. There was there was a whole episode where Dennis was trying to go on a meet cute on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you keep giving us It's Always Sunny references. Yeah, you really do talk about it a lot for a show that you hate. He loves it. <laughs> so it begins with their meet cute at a gym. Mm-hmm. She's one of the few women who lifted weights, and she was stunning, Palmer told the paper. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. most women hate being hit on in the gym? Yeah. yeah. Chronicles their courtship. They were the same Myers, May, Myers-Briggs Myers type. Do you know what the Myers-Briggs test is? ENFP or INTJ. Yeah. Introverted, intuitive, thinking, and perceptive. Right. Yeah. Right. Didn't they establish that that was pretty much meaningless? They used to use it like yeah. in job applications and stuff, and they, it was popular like back in the '60s. And they said, "Oh, the Myers uh, Briggs." Well, it's all related it. to archetypes and Jungian theory. Uh, in the final quote of the story, Palmer calls uh, Lauren the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. This is the most meaningful, deep connection I ever had. Uh-huh. Uh, so the. Woman goes back and says, well, they had gotten married in 2015, and they were in the middle of planning a big wedding. Like, they had a civil ceremony, so, you know, picture like a courtroom wedding, and they were going to have a big, big wedding for August 2017, but he called it quits on the marriage the month before they were going to have their big public wedding. All of these people sound affluent to me. Yeah. Uh, she said, my whole life was destroyed. I knew something else was wrong. When I confronted him, he never quite answered me. So she thought maybe he's seeing somebody else, but she never knew for sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, she's she's seeing in the Times thing. It's like, oh, he's saying he's never been married. And also that they met in January 2017. We didn't get officially divorced until, until January March. 2018. Until March. Oh, yeah, the following year. Here, uh, here were some of the contest uh, uh, comments, rather, that people wrote as they were reading the story, like in the in the comments section of the story. I'm eating this up. I need an interview with the new wife now. When did she find out? Was it also after this? Another Twitter user said, "Kneecaps meet crowbar." <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> It does, doesn't it say also like, oh, the New York Times had to set a retraction that said, you know, a previous article or a previous, the previous article said that he had never been married. We were wrong. We were he wrong. Had been he married. had been married. <laughs> so has uh, anybody talked to the couple? The, the new couple. Yeah. Yes. So the post, <gasps> uh, the New York Post reached out to Robert Palmer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop laughing. That's, that's funny, right? <laughs> that's funny, yeah. Nikita and I were separated. 
mm-hmm. and both consented to a mutual mutual and amicable divorce. This is all very surprising to me, and I wasn't aware that there was ever an issue. I'm happy with my family, and I wish Nikita the best. He's okay, all, what can I say? I'm addicted to love. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, you're gonna Thank have you. to face it. I'm addicted to love. <laughs> Uh, so he's trying to say that when in the in January they were already separated, and she's saying no, everything was fine in January. It wasn't until March that we got separated. So mm-hmm. I mean, this should be bitter exes, you know. So I thought I'd, I'd give out the phone number. Like, it, does anybody have a story about an unusual way you found out that you'd been cheated on? Mm-hmm. I mean, instead of you know, well, I saw them together. At a restaurant, or some of my friends told me they'd seen them together. How? What would be like a regular, like a regular the, way, the of standard out. way you would find out you're being cheated on? Uh, if you walk messages. in on them, text yeah. messages. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Those are all very common. Underwear wedged in the couch. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be. I would put that in the odd category. So if anybody's got a got a story about finding underwear wedged in the couch, by all means, bring that up. Uh, so g- give us a call. Did you find out you were cheated on in a in an unorthodox way? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're uh, talking about the story about this lady who she knew her marriage ended abruptly, and she was never quite sure why until she saw a story about her ex's upcoming nuptials and. Just based on the timeline, she realized that, oh, he he was cheating on me, and he totally admitted it. Yeah, but what, <laughs> what's, the, what's the issue with this? Is it the fact that she had to find out through a newspaper? or Because plenty of people break up all the time and, and you know, remarry. Uh, just that it was so public, you know, I think, because she wrote a column in the, in the Post about finding out this and then they went to him and he said no we were separated but then the woman said no we weren't <laughs> we were yeah, planning a big their wedding divorce wasn't final until the fo- the following year right mm-hmm. so we've got some uh, callers <laughs> i always appreciate uh when we get calls people who found out they were being cheated on in unusual ways wow uh is this coda Yes, this is Coda. Hey, Coda, how did you find out you were being cheated on that was kind of an unusual way? Well, this doesn't pertain to me, but it pertains to my brother. Uh, we had we had been uh, hanging out with a good friend of ours uh, for a good while, and we knew uh, our friend of ours was a, uh, can I say, man whore? Well, we knew he was. And- you could just say man. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, well, my brother and his wife are going through some problems, and uh, he goes to his house to clean up uh, the house, and uh, he ends up finding a receipt from this guy. It has his name on it, the time, everything inside the match, inside the bed, underneath the wow. sheets, and wrapped up with some change and all that. I want to make and, sure I'm. Uh, under- hey, Coda, I just want to make sure I'm understanding this. So your brother is cleaning and he finds a receipt with this dude's name on it in his in his marriage bed yes sir okay what was the receipt for it was for a village inn 
<laughs> I was going to say, you yeah, want to get that menudo, man. I was going to say, what what kind of receipts put your name on it? And they absolutely, the Village Inn does have your, your name on it. I know that for a fact. And uh, we got confirmation by having no confirmation because I contacted the guy. My brother contacted the guy, and he just never contacted us back. And, um, you know, that basically screams, yeah, I did it, and I'm ashamed. But, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, well, did I guess your brother confronted his wife about it, right? Yes, and, of course, she denied it, but... Um, I got the so, receipts. Yeah, <laughs> How often exactly. can you say that? I got the We're receipts. receipts. Yeah. All right. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Coda. Appreciate the call. No problem, guys. Have a good one. All right. Have Bye. a good one. We'll see you. Let's go uh, to line three. It's Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi. How's it going, Buzz? Doing good. I. This might be kind of raw for some people, or maybe not. Maybe enough time has gone by, but we're asking, how did you find out you'd been cheated on in an unusual or unorthodox way? So, what do you got, Alex? Well. I had a girlfriend for four years, and I had gone out to a party with a best friend of mine in his car, and I ended up going home with someone else, got a little too, you know, tipsy for the night, and ended up going home, and uh, my friend ended up lending me his car the next day, and uh, I didn't have enough money to top off the gas tank or whatever, so I was like, nah, well, I would just clean up his car for him, you know, as a, as a show of gratitude. Oh, my God. And yeah, I found a pair of my girlfriend's pennies in his back seat. Oh. <laughs> okay, now how did you know they were your girlfriend's panties? Because unless they were, you know, monogrammed or something, couldn't couldn't they have just they were, been similar? They they were a special pair of pennies that I had bought for her for her birthday. <sighs> oh. What was special about them, Alex? Crotchless. They were a little black Victoria's Secret lacy style. Oh, I thought maybe they had, like, a Pokemon on them or something. <laughs> something, like, real distinctive. Hey, catch them all. Okay, but couldn't... All right, couldn't the couldn't the guy, and, and your girlfriend, for that matter, make the argument, these are panties they sell, Victoria's Secret or wherever, doesn't they mean anything. It. Oh, they oh. admitted it. Oh. Well, it's too bad... They didn't have me on speed dial because <laughs> I could have said deny. You've got to save Alex's feelings. <laughs> now you're better off, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. You still, right. Hold on. Are you still friends with that dude? We hang out every now and then. <laughs> Is the girlfriend still around? No, not really, no. She's in another state now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dropping panties in the cars in different plates. Florida. Exactly. More <laughs> okay. likely. More likely. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for sharing. All right. Appreciate it. All right, we'll see you. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, here's the telephone number. If anybody wants to call in, these are these are pretty good stories. 844-305-6210. 844-305-6210 is the telephone number. How did you find out that you were being uh, cheated on? We got a list of good things uh, from the pandemic since we were talking about the pandemic in uh, news, it hasn't all been negative. So I thought we'd talk about this list mm, okay. for a little bit. It, it but if we get another call about people finding out they've been cheated on in weird ways, I'll go right to that. Because those are great. <clears throat> okay, who's uh, who's doing this segment? Which one are we doing here? What is it? 
It's the good things uh, during the pandemic. Good things during the pandemic. Oh, you mean the uh, stuff that might hopefully stick around? Yeah. Ah, there you go. Okay. I do if my computer would function properly. I was trying to go to it, and it keeps logging me out for some strange reason. Uh, I knew. That's, like, mine did that a couple times, too. Like a fine All right, Swiss watch. Today? I mean, I got it now. We're it's doing open. great. So, but it's basically, it's like, what kind of things have, because we obviously we know about the things that we miss, right? Mm-hmm. You miss being able to go to a bar. You miss being able to go to big family gatherings. There's a, the things that are really. I came so close to going to a movie theater. So close. To go see Tenet? Yeah. What were you missing? A Nobody friend. would go with me. <laughs> I told you, let's go this week. So All she's right. willing to go. She just couldn't go this past weekend. She was I, super busy. I, yeah, but I. Buzz likes to go on his own time. Like <laughs> I do. He likes to schedule. I, I, I like to do it when the when the mood strikes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's usually at, I think eleven a.m. on Friday. All right, yeah. well, go, go ahead. Give us some of the good changes caused by the pandemic. We might be getting some more calls from people who got cheated on in messed up ways. Well, the first one here is more work from home jobs. I totally believe that, yeah. that mm-hmm. there are people who could telecommute. Some of the time, or even most of the time, that weren't aware of it until this pandemic started. And now, think about it. You know, people aren't driving. There'd be less cars on the road, less traffic, less pollution, mm-hmm. you know? Didn't Google say that they plan on never having uh, people come back to the offices, that they were going to go full remote? I, I think that across the board, you're going to see a lot of people figuring out, you know, I can just do this from home. And it's also it's because it's a, a lot benefit of for the, to that. Well, yeah. it's a benefit for the company, and it's a benefit for the employee. Because that's the one thing uh, my sister's old roommate. Because once the pandemic hit, she realized, oh, I don't have to just apply for jobs in the city in which I live. So she's been applying for jobs in San Francisco, New York, all these big companies because she works for a tech company. But it's because they're now they're hiring from all over the country because everyone's working from home. So now she's, you know, applying for jobs that are paying New York and California salaries, but she's living, you know, in Texas. So she, her cost of living is so much lower than it would be if she lived in those other country or those other States. I'm telling you, we've talked about this before. I think small town America is about to see a boom. Yeah. Just because affordability Mm-hmm. And, you know, Buzz talks about the kind of house you can get in Okmogee. I mean, if you don't, if you are okay with living a, a more small town life and maybe mm-hmm. yeah. the big concerts and some of the things that normally come through, if you're if you're okay with that, and you can get a big job that of a company that's based in Austin or San Francisco or, or New York. Los Angeles, anywhere, but you can live more affordably somewhere else. I think that's going the, to be huge in mm-hmm. the United States. The the deal is uh, the town I was born in. I'm not born in. I was born in New Orleans, but the town I grew up in had been a big oil boom town, like in the 20s. Mm-hmm. So, like, and there were all these billionaires that lived there, and there are these mansions. But it's so economically depressed, and all those jobs are gone. And you know, it sounds like a Bruce Springsteen uh, song, but the refinery shut down, and all those jobs left. And But all my friends who stayed there as teachers or whatever, they're teachers. They live in an eight-bedroom mansion that was built in 1914, and it's got a formal yeah. ballroom on the fourth floor <laughs> and stuff like that. All right, what's another good thing that might pan out because of this? Uh, do, actually, do you want to ta- uh, tackle these phone calls first? Because we have some people, I think they're calling in about um, cheating, and we can bump this to the next segment if you want. Yeah. All right, we'll come back and uh, get to that. Get to these calls. Uh, let's talk to, let's go with Bobby. Bobby, uh, 
is Bobby a, a guy Bobby or a girl Bobby? I'm a girl Bobby. A girl Bobby. All right, uh, Bobby, how did you find out in an unorthodox or unusual way that you had been cheated on? So I was in the hospital. I had just given birth to our daughter, and my dad found out from his, I guess, side chick's um, mother because he happened to meet her. Wait, 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 hold on. (laughs) I am so confused. Your dad found Uh out from the side chick's mother. Mother. Yes, so my father met um, his other girlfriend's mother um, just completely by sheer luck. And they happened to start talking about um, their daughter, that they went to YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. And it ended up coming out in conversation. So my dad found out, well, I guess the day I gave birth to my kiddo. And so the next day... He had to go to the hospital and tell me, hey, like, I just found this out. So. Well, wait wait a minute. I, I, I'm getting that your dad met a lady, and they talked about they each had kids. How did it come up, though, that the lady's daughter was seeing your husband? I mean, how did that well, come he up? My, he wasn't my husband. He was... Oh, okay. Well, well you, the, fa- the father of your, your child, anyway. So... I guess my dad um, was helping her rent, like, some room in her house. I don't know. It's, like, kind of a weird story. <clears throat> and so my dad introduced her to their friend, et cetera. And so they went over to the house. Um, and she was explaining that her daughter had moved out, that she was renting her room, that she had left with some guy that she didn't approve of, and she was, like, upset about it. And so, again, they kind of, I guess that conversation sparked up, um, and a lot of things made sense. And she actually showed my dad a picture because my dad's like, oh, my God. I oh, and then once he sees the picture, oh. yes, yeah. that's my son-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> well, not really son-in-law, but well, I got you. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah. Did you forgive him? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. All right. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Let's talk to uh, Jesse. Let's do this uh, real quick. Hey, Jesse, how did you find out you're being cheated on in an unusual way? <laughs> well, uh, I actually came back from deployment. Oh God! Uh, my, my ex-wife and I, um, we got married about seven months before I deployed. We had been together for a total of six years by the time it's all said and done with. Um, and I, <laughs> I came home and she, you know, she. Uh, basically was kind of acting weird or whatever so uh she had said she deleted her facebook page and then i went in and i have a separate account so i went in and i looked at because she was like always on facebook and i'm like i thought you deleted it and i come to find out she was talking to this guy that i knew from back home because we were both from back in the same area and so i basically uh kind of confronted her about it of course she lied so then I contacted him. He's a guy I went to high school with, so I know him pretty well. And he he had told me right away, he's like, well, yeah, she has been coming back to Michigan essentially uh, every month for a week to three weeks every month oh and back in September, and it is now uh, June. So that's kind of how I found out. Well, that's not the end of it because immediately, of course, I filed for divorce. Uh, we did basically a quickie divorce. We got married actually in Texas. So, right. You know, you, you can you can get divorced in like a couple months in Texas, which is nice. Um, 
And then uh, basically after that, she tried to bring me into court um, for, like, basically harassment because her, her well, I guess, ex-boyfriend, I don't know, because he broke up with her. Hey, he hey Jesse, yeah. I, I got to hear the rest of the story, but I, yeah, I'm being I'm told invested. I got a break in five seconds. Can you hang on? Tell us part two of the story when we come back. Sure can. All right, no. don't go anywhere because I'm on I'm on tinter hooks. <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll have more coming up right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're talking, and I I want to get right back to the callers. Uh, Jesse was telling us he came back uh, from deployment, and Jesse, uh, recap what we were saying. You found out that. Uh, your wife had been yeah. on Facebook, even though she said she wasn't on Facebook. And yeah, so I basically found out that she had been talking to this guy, and she had mentioned his name before, kind of how they hung out uh, every now and again. And I was like, "Well, why are you hanging out with another guy when I'm on deployment?" Wait, wasn't um, wasn't he in Michigan and she was in Texas? So she was going to. No, Mi- she was she was actually in Virginia at the time uh-huh. because her her uh, well, she had four kids, but. Uh, one of them lived with us in Texas. She lived with me in Texas for seven months after we got married before I deployed. The three of her kids were back with the father in uh, Virginia. So she went back there during my deployment, and then she was traveling to Michigan um, every month for, like I said, a week to three weeks every month uh, to go basically live with him during that time. Actually hooked up cable in my name that I was Oh, my right God. Now. All right, but so, what, I, what I'm saying is when she said, well, I'm hanging out with this guy, they lived in different states, so that had to be a red flag, right? Well, her, her father, like our fam- both our families are from that area, so she said, had said she was going back up there. You know, uh, oh, when I go back to my hometown, I visit my friend, and this yeah. is one of the fr- Okay, gotcha. I understand. Yeah. So, But I didn't even know this while I was deployed. All I knew was that she was going back to visit her dad because she kept saying her dad was having health issues and all this other stuff. So, basically, like, um, you know, like something just seemed suspicious to me. So I contacted him, and he, you know, he outright told me he was cool about it. You know, we had talked quite a long time about it. Well, she got mad at me because he kept contacting me because she was still trying to lie to him. She was, like, claiming she was pregnant, uh, actually had her tubes tied, so I don't know how that happened. Right. Uh, you know, she was trying to trap him, basically. So, anyway, like, after that, that's when she tried to file a personal protection order against me because I was stationed in Fort Hood and then I moved to uh, Fort Campbell um, and then like within my first month of being there I had to go back to Michigan to fight this personal protection order which long story short I ended up getting one against her and like everything was fine but wait what was she saying you were doing like that you were you were communicating like what was her what was her case she said that I was harassing her but then I pulled up the phone record and this is now uh, you know basically at the end of September, early October, and I looked, like, the phone records I had basically showed that I hadn't, like, texted her or called her since August, mm. but she had called me, like, 30-some times right. in, like, a matter of, like, an hour, you know, so, it, like, it totally didn't fit her case, so the judge obviously was like, nah, like, <laughs> this is crazy, <laughs> so, um, but the next part of it is, like, when I went there, like, before I actually went to court and made some phone calls, because, you know, I was trying to, you know, get information to fight my case. So I looked up her, who I, well, her, her ex-husband, I guess, 
And I actually ended up getting on the phone with his dad, which because they had the same name. So I ended up talking to his dad, and, you know, basically the first thing I said to him was, you know, hey, sir, I would like to... I would like to get some information and possibly give you some information about your uh, son's ex-wife. And he's like, you mean his current wife? What? Yeah, so that's when I come to find out that they, like, they were still married. um, Because I thought she was, like, fighting for custody of these kids the whole nine. But they were still married. But somehow she got to come and live with me in Texas for seven months while they're still married. Because she told them that uh, she was during doing like some nurse internship or something like that. Because I ended up talking to the husband as well eventually. Oh, what the <laughs> heck? Did you marry her? Was she a bigamist? Yeah, she. Yeah, we absolutely were married. We were married for about a year and a half, but we were together for about six. Six, right? Oh. So yeah, she was. She was married to this other guy for like ten years. <gasps> did yeah. you have any kids? No, we did not have any kids because I ended up finding that out, too, because uh, she had claimed to be pregnant with me three times uh, and having a miscarriage. But I also found out from his father that uh, basically that she had her tubes tied and she couldn't have kids anyway. Like, I was literally, I was literally about to go in and, like, get my swimmers checked, so to speak, uh, because she was saying it was me, like, cause she was supposedly going to this fertility specialist and everything else. God. <laughs> It sounds like you dodged a bullet. Yeah, well, the good news good news at the end of the day, like three days after I filed for divorce, I met my now wife, who actually was my high school sweetheart. Uh, we also dated in our 20s as well. Uh, now we have three beautiful kids. Oh, you know, we've listen been married to that. for Aww. four years. So. Happy ending, guys. <laughs> I like it. Oh, when you were saying this happened in September, October, I thought you were talking about September, October of like 2019. I thought this was all oh, d- no. just happened. Wow. All right. Well, cool, Jesse. Thanks for uh, sharing so much with us. I appreciate yeah, it. No worries. All right. Have a good one. We'll see you. You too. We got one more call. Is this uh, Coda? Yep. It's Coda Is, again. Oh, it's Coda again. Hey, Coda, did you did you remember another time somebody got cheated on? Yeah, this one's actually myself. Uh, so I was seeing this chick back when I was going to college, and we were supposed to go to a Tiesto concert together. What um, kind well, of concert? Ended, it's a DJ. Uh, <laughs> okay. A gotcha. Tiesto concert? Yeah, all right. Um, well, I was supposed to go, but it didn't end up going, and uh, I called her the next day, and I was like, hey, uh, so do you have fun? And uh, I felt like joking with her, so I said, hey, so who is that guy that you had your tongue down his throat? And uh, I was expecting her to laugh or, you know, something. And she told him she got quiet and she was just like, oh, that was my friend. And uh, I, I, like I said, I totally was just joking with her. But, yeah, I caught her cheating <laughs> on me. Oh, my God. Who was that guy you had your tongue down his throat? And it turned out she just copped to it. Yeah. I got to write that down. Throw out false accusations hoping to get true confessions. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to set it up as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was joking. All right. Thanks, Coda. All right. Thanks for calling back. We'll see you. All right. Bye bye. There's Coda. Um, All right, so back to the list of good changes from the pandemic that might be uh, permanent. We talked about more work-from-home jobs. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I think you're going to find a lot more of these jobs. You don't have to be out on the road. Traffic's not going to be as bad. You can live wherever you want to live. 
I can see a lot of upside uh, to this. What else is on the list? Watching new movies at home. Now, it's not saying the theaters are necessarily going to go away because obviously there's a lot of us that enjoy going to the theater, but you might start seeing a lot of the theaters doing a dual release. Yeah, why not? It's going to be released in the theater, but they're also going to provide that option that you can purchase it at home. Do you think that would cut down on the number of times uh, under ideal circumstances? I'm not talking about with like pandemic going on, but would you go to the movie less because you could get them at home? I don't know. <sighs> and the price seems fair, like $30, $35. That's about a night out at the movie, maybe mm-hmm. even a little less. I mean, if you take into account the three, uh, for at least me and my family, there's three of us, so then we would have the three tickets plus, you know, popcorn and snacks for everybody. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm all for the option. I mean, there are some movies that... I would prefer to see on a big screen. Yeah. You know, like especially when they're yeah, brand new out. There are definitely movies that I think we would be more willing to purchase at home, but there are the ones that we will go see. Kind of need to see theater. that. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. any of the Avengers movie, Star Wars movie, stuff like that. That's an yeah. experience you've got to see in the theater, you know? The sequel to Avatar, I hear that's still coming out in 30 years. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in mean, a wheelchair yeah. by the time that thing comes out. Next one, let's hear having groceries delivered. Still haven't oh, done it. Yeah. I haven't had them delivered, but we have done the pickup option where you order online and then you just swing on by, then you pick them up, and it's awesome. Loved it. Absolutely love it. They've had this uh, in L.A. for probably in New York. Yeah, I'm sure in New York, but in L.A. there was a service called Pink Dot, and that was basically what it was. You dial them up because, like, on a phone, you know, with a cord that goes into the wall. Wow. And you would... Put a, yeah, I know. And you would tell them what you wanted. They would go to the grocery store and try and get everything on your list and bring it to you. And this was going back to the 80s that they had Pink Dot. I don't know. I, I rely so much on impulse buying. Like, I'll get there and it'll be like, you know what looks good? Those deviled eggs. That's because you have section. a disposable income. Most yeah. people, it's like, I love the grocery pickup because it's like I don't walk in there and buy random things I don't need. It prevents that. Mm -hmm. I have my list. This is everything that I need. And you can see before you buy how much all the items are going to be. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's a little bit more than you had planned on. You can say, okay, well, I really don't need this, this, or this, and you can take them off the list. Yeah. All right. Uh, The next one on here is telehealth and teletherapy. Do you know what that is? Oh, I love it. I guess that would be consulting with a physician or psychologist remotely yep and this is something that's been big uh for my wife because she's a physical therapist and her being able to now granted especially being a physical therapist you really do need to have contact with the person you need to be able to um go through tests and 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 figure it out that way but there are other times where it's it's simpler to just do something over let's say a video chat Mm -hmm. she's been able to do that um for some other people where I got to tell you, doing physical therapy sounds doesn't sound like a natural fit for tele. No, well, you know no, what I mean? No, it's not. It's not. And that's what I'm saying. Like at some There's point, you things. have to be face to face with but the person. See, talking for me, to, to talking to a shrink. Um, why couldn't you do that over? Well, you well know? that's the thing. Like my my therapist, I do I do better help, and it's great because it's all through the app on my phone. So then you can do through text, through video chat, or through telephone chat, and it's easy because you can. I mean, like I wasn't. I'm in town. I wasn't at my house a couple weeks ago and I was able to, she just called me and we were able to still have our appointment. I didn't have to worry about rescheduling or anything like that. What's it called? BetterHelp. 
I've heard that plugged on some podcast I listen to. Yeah, it's like great. there's a podcast where it's like you can talk to you know licensed therapist. Lisa, yeah. you can call me. No, you just you, call me. You Tell me your problem. <laughs> you need a therapist. That would be anti-therapy. Yeah, that's anti. No, I mean it's great because I I'm, I'm able to get therapy from nobody. Who, I'm not getting any therapy from anybody who can't prescribe me uh, pharmaceuticals. Okay, that's well that's sure. I. I don't really like taking that. So, uh, no, but it's great. I mean, I get one once a week. I'm able to meet with her for like an hour and wherever you are, anytime, anywhere. And then she also, since it's through the text and the, you have the app and stuff. So you're able to chat. Like if there's something going on, you can real quick shoot her a message or shoot your therapist a message and then they can write you back. And so it's great. I I think that's probably going to continue. And also because the price difference is just it's amazing the difference between what you pay for just a one-hour session in person to what you pay through one of these apps. I can't overlook the fact now, Sanchez, that I'm sure everybody wants to know what you're uh, like, what kind of things you're going to therapy for. Um, well, first of all, something you share publicly. Yeah, that's not something you share Damn, publicly. Jesus, Seriously, man. I didn't ask you to. I just said everybody wants to know. <laughs> Well, we By everyone, do you last, mean you? We can, yeah. <laughs> we can move on to the last one on this list, which is more outdoor dining options, something positive that has come out of the pandemic. Think about oh, all the it. places that didn't serve food that were just bars that now serve food because they had to get recategorized as a restaurant. This is actually... You can now get more food at bars. Well, this this is, is a gripe of mine before the pandemic because I'd always be, if I was out somewhere drinking, I'd get hungry. I'm like, man... I don't like their food, but now everyone is having to really step up their food game because they have to serve food and people have to eat. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, it's time for uh, Entertainment News, the Hollywood Chit Chat with Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. There is going to be a recreation of the Golden Girls with an all-black cast, and some big names are involved, like Tracy Ellis Ross, Sanaa Lathan, Elfrey Woodward, and Regina King in an Instagram post. Regina wow. King is not old enough to be a Golden Girl. I feel the same way. I she was like just in Watchmen, and she kicked everybody's ass in that. I feel like Tracy Ellis of- Ross, I think, is, isn't she 50? Is she? Well, yeah, Regina King's 49. And no, remember, I, Blanche was... Sanaa Lathan. Girl, how do I spell that? S A N A A. Well, how old were the Golden Girls? Because those Blanche seem like was old 50. Late. Because that was the thing is that they said, like, Jennifer Lopez, they did a side by side meme, and it was like 50 years old, Blanche Devereaux. Jennifer well, in Lopez. an Instagram post that all four stars shared, it appears that Sanaa will be Blanche, Regina is Dorothy, Tracy is Rose, and Elfrey is Sophia. It isn't a TV show, at least not yet. It's some sort of collaboration with Zoom, and the first episode is premiering tonight. It is free, but you have to register for it online in order to be able to see it. Sanaa is 48. Tracy is 47. I feel like Tracy could have been Dorothy. Yeah. She would have been great as that. According to people who have seen it, The Godfather Part 3 isn't the worst movie ever made, but it has a reputation for being one of the most disappointing. Buzz, yeah, Godfather 3. One. Godfather yeah. 3 is a big letdown. From, is it? Yeah. Oh. I mean, the Godfather 1 and 2 are in the top 
probably 10, definitely 15 bottom movies ever made. Now they're great. <laughs> well, part, but three was not not and, not nearly as yeah, great. Yeah, they say it has a reputation for being the most disappointing. Well, part three turns 30 this year, and Francis Ford Coppola is creating a brand new cut that will hopefully make things right. Coppola says, quote, that he created a new beginning and ending and rearranged some scenes, shots, and music cues. With these changes and the restored footage and sound, it's more appropriate. It's a more appropriate conclusion. The new cut will be called The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. And it'll have a limited theatrical release in December, Buzz. I got a quick interesting note about oh, God. Godfather 3. Sure. So Sophia Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, uh-huh. uh, had acted. She was in a few movies in the in the eighties, and she starred in this one, and she got panned. I mean, Ooh, they did really? not think she was a good actress. They they really the critics really let her have it. It upset her so bad that she quit acting to focus on directing, and she's directed uh, Lost, in, Lost Translation, in Translation, The Virgin Suicides. Like she's had a really really great directing career, and some of it has to do with she got raked over the coals so bad for Godfather Three. Oh well, there you have yeah. it. A happy ending there, I guess. What are the most expensive streaming services on the market just got a bit cheaper for a few weeks? Warner Media will begin offering its HBO Max streamer for eleven ninety nine a month for the next twelve months, several dollars cheaper than its standard fourteen ninety nine per month. The deal will be available to new customers and to returning customers whose subscriptions have lapsed. That promotion runs through September twenty fifth of next year. And finally, this weekend, Disney revealed that some of the scenes from its live-action remake of Mulan were filmed in Xinjiang, where the Chinese government is engaged in a campaign of cultural and demographic genocide against indigenous minorities. The Uyghurs. I found out it doesn't look yes. like that's how you say it, but that's I, how I you pronounce it. I was wondering how you say it. But Uyghurs. Yes. Critics are slamming the film for its closing credits, thanking the Turpin Municipal Bureau of Public Security, which the Washington Post reports the United States Commerce Department sanctioned last year for its role in operating the detention camps. The Post adds that several Xinjiang propaganda departments that have worked to deny the detention program's existence are also credited. The criticism also comes after Mulan was already facing calls for boycott over comments the film's star Liu Yifei made in, in support of Hong Kong police during pro-democracy protests. Now, is she a Chinese national or is Chinese she not- American? I think. Okay. All right. Uh, Hong Kong activist Joshua Wong, who previously called for boycott of the film, tweeted over the weekend that those who watch watch Mulan are potentially complicit in the mass incarceration of Muslim, say it again? Uyghurs. Uyghurs. Yeah, the deal is if they, uh, you know, they're, they're Muslim, which is definitely a religious minority in communist China is, mm-hmm. you know, officially an atheist uh, country. But if they think that these people are too radical or likely to be radical, they send them to re-education camps, right. which is kind of like prison. They are kind of denying exist. The communist, the Chinese Communist Party tightly controls information and travel in Xinjiang. Foreign journalists, human rights organizations, and foreign government officials have been denied access, but Disney employees received special access. In addition to time spent filming, the production team spent months in and around the northwest province of Xinjiang to do legwork research before the cameras rolled. 
Mulan, which cost $200 million to make before marketing, released exclusively over Disney Plus in the U.S. over the weekend, but is scheduled to hit the big screen in various Asian markets on Friday. Although the boycott campaign could take a bite out of earnings in some markets, many analysts expect the film to do great in mainland China, since the film is based on a beloved Chinese legend and was shot in China. It also stars alongside relative newcomer Liu, a slew of Chinese cinema icons, including Gong Li, Jet Li, and Donnie Yen. And with entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. You had a story about uh, Ted Cruz being upset oh, uh, that one of his one. favorite movies is being reenacted. Yes. The, uh, the cast of The Princess Bride is getting together to raise money for the Democratic Party. And Ted Cruz, apparently a big fan of The Princess Bride, not very happy about that. <laughs> Um, so he had spoke. He had spoken at a church, and he ended up doing a scene from Princess Bride. Oh, he mm-hmm. got really into it. He really got into it. There are a couple. Like I know that movie well enough to know that it's like I, I, like he messed up a word here or there. But <laughs> this is what a big fan of Princess Bride Ted Cruz is or was anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's doing all the character voices, it's and really he's Christmas, getting the right? he's getting the lines almost right. And, uh. Almost all of the stars are alive. Uh, you know, you've got Wesley. You've got Princess Buttercup. Princess mm-hmm. Buttercup. I don't think Peter Cook. So Mowage, that guy. Mowage. Okay. Billy Crystal <laughs> and Carol Kane are still alive. Inigo Montoya is still alive. Fred Savage. Chris Peter Sarandon. Falk is not. Is Chris Sarandon alive? Yes. I think Chris. Are you sure Chris Sarandon didn't yes. pass away last year? No, he did not. Christopher Guest? There's just so many people. Andre the Giant, however, not Ooh, alive. Oh, Chris Sarandon's 78 years old. So who is going to do Fessick's parts? I say uh, you give Ted Cruz a call. Good point. Are there rocks ahead? If not, we all be dead. <laughs> give me a call. Give you a call. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, somebody's pulling a Willy Wonka. They're giving away a candy factory. Ah, oh, snap and Oompa Loompas too. Yeah, I wonder if like the Oompa Loompas come. Waterfall. <gasps> I wonder if they come with the fat. Yeah, yeah, they would, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like you get the factory, you get they the Oompa Loompas. They work there at the sure. factory, like that's their. Do home. you have to feed them? Like, do they feed themselves? They feed themselves with the candy. Oh, that's why do you think they're orange? <laughs> They're jaundiced. <laughs> <laughs> the creator of Jelly Belly is retiring, and he's giving away a candy factory, Willy Wonka style. He's holding a contest where people, well, you have to pay to enter the contest, and it's to search for necklaces hidden in each state. So they're going right, to pick a winner like a from each riddle. state. I went to the website. Oh, Yeah. And it's like a riddle is going to be coming soon to Texas, so you could find it in your state. It seems a little odd, though, that they're doing one per state because yeah. doing one in Texas compared to Rhode Island, yeah, vastly different. I told Joanna, I'm like, look, let's shoot for New Mexico. It's a like one smaller. riddle doesn't come out till like in two more weeks, and then another one in October, and so on. And it just all it says for Texas is coming soon. Okay, now. This is not the Jelly Belly Ooh, I company. Know. This is a factory that makes candy. It's going to be at a location where we were supposed to have a cheesecake factory in El Paso because we've heard coming soon for ages on that thing. That's the first clue. Forty nine ninety eight. 
$49.98 is the clue? No, that's how much it's going to cost for you yeah, to like see the bucks. riddle. Jeez. Oh, so you haven't seen the riddle. No, You've got to pay. The gotcha. riddle says coming soon. It has. It doesn't even have a release okay. date. So let's hear from the uh, the creator of Jelly Belly is going to be the second voice you hear. The first one is his business partner, and they're talking about their contest. That key better also come with an elevator ride <laughs> in the elevator that goes through the roof and then just keeps going up into the sky, right? Uh-huh. Uh, David Klein is the founder of Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. And, uh, okay, here it says, the $50... Is to you pay fifty dollars to participate and you see the clue, and it's at thegoldticket.com. You can get a ticket to a scavenger hunt. What if though you're in Texas and you're in, well, let's say let's make it extreme. Let's say El Paso, mm-hmm. and it turns out that the thing is hidden in Brownsville. Yeah, it's like oh, it's over a thousand miles away. Thanks a lot. I don't think that dude found a jelly belly, by the way. David mis- Klein is the founder of Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. Because uh, Jelly Belly Candy Company has been around since the 1800s. Oh. <laughs> okay. He found and it as in he found the name of it Well, he kept it. He is retiring, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you pay $50, you get a, a ticket to the scavenger hunt. If you find the necklace, you get $5,000. And you got a 1 in 50 chance of winning the grand prize drawing. One of the 50 winners will get the candy factory. This guy is going to make, well, $2.25 million is what they estimate. So that's a nice little, uh, that's a nice little retirement pad there. Mm-hmm. Get rid of a property. It's probably just going to be a drain on you from now on anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can go to the website, thegoldticket.com. That's thegoldticket.com. I guess I shouldn't have to complain about going all the way across the state, potentially, because like Veruca and Mike TV both came from the United States. Augustus Gluck came from Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlie was like the only local guy who, who even got into that thing. So. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I uh, got a few uh, stories here that perhaps you missed. Here are a couple celebrities. One who says they definitely have COVID-19 and the other one who suspects they had it. So the first one is Michael Rooker uh, had coronavirus and he he says he absolutely did have it. Michael Rooker played Merle. Yondu, Merle on the first seasons of Walking Dead. He played Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy. He played the dad in Mallrats. The one who was putting on the oh, game yeah. show. Yeah. You know, it's weird when you see a movie and you're like, hey, that's Michael Rooker. Because he, he had made, he, he was, he's in a lot of movies. He just mm-hmm. never had a big role, you know, where you would recognize. He's in, he's one of the, one of the DA attorneys in JFK, you know, with mm-hmm. Kevin Costner. He's in that one. And, uh, so Michael Rooker says that he had uh, coronavirus, and this is a quote that he has. I've been fighting off COVID-19, and I have to let y'all know it has been quite a battle. And as in any war, all is fair. He says, I've come to the conclusion there ain't a heck of a lot one can do externally to fight off COVID-19 once it has gotten into your body. 
the real battle takes place internally on a cellular cellular level. He said COVID put up a pretty good fight, but bottom line, it end up getting its ass knocked out by my immune system. Somebody needs to redo the you know the uh, the kind of iconic picture of him from The Walking Dead when he's in the car and he's got the the bottle of whiskey and he's just kind of laughing to himself because it's he knows this is how he's gonna go. And all the zombies are surrounding his car. They need to do that, but with like little coronavirus. <laughs> trying to get into the car. Yeah, they're trying to, <laughs> trying to get to Michael Rooker. Meanwhile, Tiffany Haddish said that she thinks she had it, but didn't experience many of the symptoms. But she posted an interview that she had done with Dr. Anthony Fauci last week, said that she's been tested 12 times over the past few months. I... Uh, has anybody else? I know Lisa's been tested. Yeah. yeah. Has anybody else? Have you guys ever been tested for yeah. the for the COVID or for the antibodies? No, I got tested for COVID too. Oh yeah. You may need to go get tested for COVID. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get tested. Yeah. Was yeah, it? We should all go get tested actually. What was your experience like? Did you have to wait a long mine was, time? No. No. Mine, mine specifically was uh, I was having an endoscopy done, so they said you have to go get the test done before we can do this procedure. Is that a butt thing? No. Okay. I think that's a colonoscopy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I went in. They just did the blood test. It wasn't the mouth swab or the nasal swab or anything. It was just a simple blood test. Yeah. Oh, okay. The last one I got done on Tuesday, I believe, was it was the nasal swab. Because I've gotten so many now, I really don't know which one. Yeah, last one was nasal. I just know be, um, that it makes Joanna feel better when I go get tested. Yeah. So. I'll do it. Wait, t- Joanna, have you been side, tested? No, but on a side note, we should all go get tested. Yeah, but yeah. we'll, talk, we'll talk about it after the show, but you may need to go get tested, too. Uh, the England's The Sun tabloid is claiming that David and Victoria Beckham secretly caught coronavirus uh, while partying, partying in the U.S. and U.K., and uh, Bruce Williamson, the former lead singer of The Temptations, died of COVID-19 on Sunday night. He was 49, so obviously he wasn't one of the original members of The Temptations, but he was in the group from 2006 to 2015. Some of these real oldies groups, like from the 60s and even 50s, mm-hmm. they've got guys now you know, that were born long after their hits that are now in the group. So I guess uh, 49, though, that's kind of on the young side. Yeah, well, he was a... I, I believe he had some underlying conditions. Sure. Heavy set gentleman. Sure, that can be one. I was looking through this list of things that count as underlying conditions. We all If you have. can get to... <laughs> right. If you can get to 50 without having any of the underlying conditions, you're like the picture of health. You're like uh, Chris Traeger on... Parks and on parks and recreation, right? Like, you, uh-huh. there are so many different things that could be underlying uh, conditions. If you're, if you're, and I hate to use the word obese because you're thinking of, you know, somebody who's morbidly obese. But on the BMI, if you're like over twenty five, thirty, on a BMI, right. you're you, that's a risk category. If you've ever fought off cancer before, if you've ever undergone uh, chemo for cancer or radiation. There are just so many things. Um, asthma can be one of these underlying conditions. So 
this goes back a couple of weeks. Remember, there was a CDC report, and they were saying that like six percent of COVID deaths had no underlying underlying conditions. conditions. Well, that doesn't mean that only six percent of the reported deaths were from coronavirus. They were from COVID nineteen, and they also had these pre comorbidities, is what you'd call them after the death took place. Good news, Dallas Cowboys fans. Woo! An ESPN computer simulation predicted the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, I thought you were talking about the new thing Joanna was just... <laughs> Joanna, tell him. Wait, wait. What's Buzz's thing? Go first, Buzz. <laughs> this computer simulation that ESPN run ran predicted the Dallas Cowboys uh-huh. will be blown out in the Super Bowl by the Kansas City Chiefs. Define blown out. What was the final score? It doesn't tie. It, oh, it I only had the headline. Out. It just yeah. said it was a blowout. What's your thing about the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> the Cowboys and Whataburger have announced that they have formed a partnership, <laughs> and now Whataburger is the official burger of the Dallas Cowboys. Woo! That's what I got excited about. <laughs> I really That's a win-win, but shouldn't it be the Chicago Bears now? Oh, my God. Somebody yeah. in the comments <laughs> said that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, burn. Sick burn. Still delicious, though. <laughs> mm, what else? I was watching Fox News on Friday when they what? had their... What? You re- don't I, say. No, I was watching Fox. <laughs> on a Friday? Yeah. What is up with you on Fridays? Uh, taking... Does everything build up throughout the week? And then you just purge? Like, I got to get online. I got I to gotta post my... Let it all on out. I got to watch as much Fox News as possible. <laughs> No, I just tune, you know, I'll hop around. I was watching a little bit of golf coverage on Friday. And, you know, when they'll go to a break, I'll click it over to CNN or MSNBC or Fox News. I just, you know, click it over there, see what's happening in the news. It was when they had their their own reporter uh, who came on to say, look, I looked into the story out of The Atlantic that there are four anonymous sources who say that Donald Trump referred to deceased veterans and uh, military veterans as as losers? So their reporter said, "Yes, I you know I I know who the sources are, and they are impeccable, you know, unimpeachable sources." So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, speculation about who these sources are. Probably John Kelly is one of them because he is one of the people that they asked who declined to say whether or not he was an unnamed source. They asked some other people and who said, no, I'm not the anonymous source. And when they asked John Kelly, uh, who was chief of staff and also retired four-star Marine Corps general, he's, he declined to answer the question. So people are saying, okay, it's pretty clear that John Kelly was one of the sources. So uh, the, the Fox News reporter who went on TV then for the rest of the rest of the hour Fox just spent ripping apart their own reporter like uh you know when they got into Hannity and and Tucker it was just like they were they were tearing into their own reporting of what was going on but the Atlantic had this story so the thing, and people are saying, well, anonymous source isn't worth anything. Yeah, tell that to Richard Nixon because Deep Throat was an anonymous source. It brought down an entire presidency, and we didn't know who that was until like 40 years after. 
It yeah, turns it out it was an assistant director. 2005, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was assistant director of the CIA named Mark Felt, who finally came out. He figured it had been you know, enough time. He said, yeah, I was the one who spilled the dirt. But that was an anonymous source up until whenever Mark Felt came out. So anonymous sources can be used responsibly. And usually what it means is a reporter gets the sources to speak uh, anonymously, goes to their editor. Sometimes it goes to an editorial board and said, all right, here are my anonymous sources. Then they check out, say, yeah, these people are the anonymous sources. We're not going to use their names, but they are credible uh, sources and firsthand accounts. So um, there was one part of the report in the Atlantic that said that Trump had made insensitive remarks to General Kelly during a visit to Arlington National Cemetery on Memorial Day 2017. On the trip, they stopped at the grave of John Kelly's son, First Lieutenant Robert Kelly, who was killed in Afghanistan in 2010. So you picture that Trump reportedly turned to General Kelly at his son's gravesite and said, I don't get it. What was in it for them? So sources uh, close to Kelly say he initially thought the president was commenting on how selfless the soldiers were, you know, service members, you know, what was in it for them. Kelly later came to believe after he got to know Trump better that Trump just didn't understand the idea of personal sacrifice. So, you know, if Trump said, I don't want to go to this, this cemetery for this service because they're losers, I sure, there's probably a lot of context. Like, what? I mean, but if this had been definitely Barack Obama, but also any president in modern history that this reporting came out, mm -hmm. this would be the scandal of their presidency. This would be, you know, their Lewinsky or their Watergate would be that they, you know, said disparaging things about uh, deceased military members. As far as I can tell, this is like he's almost immune to it because there's so many, you know, it's like that was the story on Friday. There'll be something else. Uh, tomorrow, but it's not just like, oh, well, people are saying this and we don't even know who they are. They're anonymous sources. There's, and even Fox's reporter who followed up confirmed the sources. So, you know, something was said. You can, here's kind of the, the way it goes. First of all, there's some kind of outrageous accusation against Trump and people who support him deny it. Then it comes out that there's a little more evidence. And they'll adjust it and say, well, maybe he said it, but you're taking him out of context. Then they'll find a recording of him actually saying it. And they'll say, all right, well, he said it and it's not out of context, but he was joking. You know, there's this whole procedure that they go through. It's got to be exhausting when you support this guy that you have to keep covering for him for the crap that he does. So... I imagine there'll be something else. They'll forget about this. And well, but the thing you also have to remember is that the, the thing that he has done brilliantly, yeah, I'm saying brilliantly, is if you immediately, like, his whole thing was immediately bash the media. The media is Well, out you to call get them me. liars, absolutely. And, and when you do that, they've been out to get me. It's another any, hoax. Any mm. single thing that comes out, you can immediately say, well, they're fake news. Yeah, well, how do you explain that the reporter from Fox, who is clearly, you know, biased 
toward Trump. How, how do you come? How do you explain that? Well, he's bashed Fox News yeah. before. This isn't right. the first time. Because remember, remember, it's only fake news if it makes him look bad. Remember, like that's that's how it goes down. Oh well, a perfect example of that is that John Bolton, who was on that trip, uh, where the where the losers comment was supposedly made. He said, I, I didn't hear that. Well, all of a sudden, to Trump, John Bolton is the most honest guy in the world. John Bolton wrote <laughs> the book that came out a, m- a month and a half ago called The Room Where It Happened, where it was a overwhelmingly negative stuff. All John Bolton had to say was, I didn't hear that particular comment. And all of a sudden, he's the most believable source, according to Trump and his sycophants. Well, yeah, if you didn't hear it, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. He could have been in the bathroom, I guess, at that point. But but it, it's, it, it, does, it blows my mind the things that would have just permanently tarnished any other president in modern history is just another thing in a long line of things. So let me uh, tell you about the weather real quick because we are going to get a big change. And actually, we're we're seeing this uh, already. It's not going to be as warm. 98, though, mostly sunny today. 98 for the high temperature. Looking for a chance of rain. We might see some rain as early as around 1 p.m., but really the big part of the rain is going to come in around 8 or 9 o'clock overnight. Low of 62. Then tomorrow... The high temperature is going to be 75. So right there, if those numbers turn out to be right, that's a 23-degree drop from Ooh. one day to the next. So that's And you know what's deal. still going to happen as much as we've talked about this? I'm going to step out to my car in the morning without a jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to wake up tomorrow as if it's been the last five months of 90 to 100-degree heat. And I'm going to step one foot out that door. I'm going to say, holy crap. And I'm going to walk back inside, try to find my jacket. I'm going to stumble around. I'm going to wake my wife up. It's going to be a great morning tomorrow. All right. So 75 looks like we're going to still be in the 70s on Thursday. And let's go ahead and look at the weekend. Climbing back up there. But still, it looks like like we're going to stay cooler than normal. 84 for the high on Friday. 89 on Saturday. And it doesn't look like we're getting back up into the 90s -hmm. for another week and a half. Even then, it's low 90s. It's like 90, yeah. 91. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, you know, but there have been Dude, that's so many... Dude, up the house. There have been so many times a little bit. in El Paso, in, in my life in El Paso, that we've been on Halloween on the morning sweating. show float and just sweating I have buckets to have the air because it's so freaking hot. Right. While I'm getting ready for the parade. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I remember the first one that I did was the Mad Max one, and I couldn't see. You got to not wear a shirt. You were lucky. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I couldn't, but I couldn't see chested. for the last half of the float or the last half of the ride because the makeup was running down into your eyes, my yeah. eyes. And it blinded me. I couldn't see. So I'm just hurling candy blindly at kids. I guess it was like a hundred yesterday in Denver, and today they woke mm-hmm. up and they're, they're, the high is only going to get to thirty three, and it started snowing. So uh, they've yeah. got snow happening in Denver. I and- just couldn't believe, yeah, because my my best friend's up there, and it's her birthday this past weekend, and she tells me she's like, yeah, man, it was so hot today, and da da da, da and she's like. Oh, man, and I drive a moped to work. It's going to snow tomorrow. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. You want to talk about topsy-turvy weather. Los Angeles over the weekend had their hottest day recorded in Los Angeles County. 
parts of Los Angeles County reached 121 degrees over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's a big enough county that there's a difference between right on the coast and then as you go inland, you uh-huh. get to a lot more desertous. But still, 121 in the history of Los Angeles is the hottest it's ever uh, been. All right, so with uh, temperatures in Los Angeles, 121 over the weekend. You know, in L.A., it was so hot. How hot was it? It was, it was so hot that Kanye decided to run for president of Antarctica instead. Oh. That's how hot it was. Do you know how hot it was? How hot how was, was it? it? It was so hot, Lori Laughlin lied to get her daughters onto the USC ice hockey team. Oh. That's how hot it was. It was so freaking hot in L.A. How How hot hot was was it? it? Uh, Employees looked at Ellen DeGeneres just so they could get an icy stare back from her. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Got a couple of sound clips here I thought I would share with you. Tell me what you think of this. Okay. A 12-year-old was doing class online, online class. So 12 would be like a 7th or 8th grader, I guess. He was mm-hmm. suspended for five days after his teacher spotted a toy gun in his room. It was a green toy gun that the boy had in his room during an online class. Police Why? showed up at his house. <gasps> she should be suspended. Yeah. Yeah. What did they suspend him? Like, what? Stay at home still. Like, you might Yeah, as well. I guess you just, you just can't log on. He's like, what? Class. I, I yeah. stay here at home? That's what I've been doing. So it, it shows the boy's room, and it, you know he's got a lot of like water guns, yeah. a lot of toy guns. It's a trust me, I was a twelve year old boy. It's the kind of thing yeah, boys are interested boy in. Yeah, it's a little boy room. So there was a, I guess, the teacher saying that he was holding the toy gun, but it was for many reasons clearly a toy gun. Anyway, the police and she showed called up. The police. Now police were called. I don't know if the teacher <laughs> called them, but. <laughs> Somebody called him, and the parents are just not very happy about the way it was handled. So we're going to hear from his mom and dad. Well, yeah, these parents you know that green toy gun <laughs> that's really causing yes. a, a, a threat to the child's safety. Come on! I wanted to call to find out uh, about the green zombie killer four gun. Is it a real zombie killer or is it a toy zombie? Because <laughs> it says zombie killer on the side of it. Look, the parents sound like engaged people. They sound like people that knows what's going on with their kids. I mean, I think they're right. Like a call, if that was a concern, and hopefully you wouldn't be able to hear their eyes rolling over the telephone as they told you everything's going to be okay. We'll make sure the guns don't show up in the in the Zoom. You can't really trust. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the one picture I always remember is the little girl who was asked to find something in her house that smells good. And she grabbed her mom's bottle of Malibu and said, this smells delicious, like coconuts and alcoholism. And so, but the mom, they laughed about it. It wasn't a big deal. And, you know, if, what, if she had that same teacher this little boy had, would, like, CPS been called? They're the oh, so, one, so the little girl, alcohol. the little girl didn't get in trouble. No, the no, mom. They had a good laugh about it. Yeah, the teacher laughed. The kids were like, we don't get what's funny. And the little girl's like, it smells like coconuts. Where's the... Why are you laughing at me? Well, you know, a lot of schools have had this zero tolerance thing for like 25, 30 years where it's like, but, but Things then. Things like that oh, have to be out the door though. You're at, they're at home. 
You know, you're yeah, not but in even the even setting. still, like some of the people, uh, hey, we got a zero tolerance policy. That may, means you can't make a pretend gun with your finger and your thumb. You've heard, mm-hmm. you know, those are actual things where somebody got in trouble for bang bang with their finger. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some people, I guess, you just really have to explain things to <laughs> what is meant by. We, we're not talking about At a finger gun. At the beginning of virtual learning, my nephew sat down in the dining room. And we were all very quiet so that he could have his class. And then, you know, my cat, Junior, right? Sure. You've heard him Mm -hmm. and how loud he can be. He started meowing and I immediately heard all the kids, is that a cat? Do you have a cat? (laughs) And then the teacher, I guess, just gave up and was like, Sean, show us your cat. Oh, my God. (laughs) So he grabs Junior and the the teacher's like, okay, we all saw the cat. That's his cat. Now let's let's get back to learning. Yeah. (laughs) You have a cat? What color is it? I have a ferret. <laughs> you see, like every kid, right? every kid demanding to be able to show their pet. Can you too. imagine if I had a class and I had Tubby? They'd be like, "What is that snoring in the background?" I'd be like, "Do you have a pug?" Yes. But the teacher just sounded so different. Show us, show us the cat. <laughs> hey, there's a mom in Austin who is recovering after she used hand sanitizer and lit a candle, and I guess the hand sanitizer was flammable, and she accidentally set herself on fire. So. Uh, she suffered burns. Uh, she fought the flames and got her kids out of the house. And we're going to hear from her. We're also going to hear from fire safety expert Robert Rappaport uh, talking about what happened. But I don't know if this means that all hand sanitizer is flammable or only if some of it is flammable. Uh, this is this is a warning that we saw going out when people started buying so much hand sanitizer. There was a woman who did a, a an experiment with it where she poured just a little bit of hand sanitizer onto a plate and she lit it on fire. And you couldn't even see the flame because it was almost that bright blue color. But she was, oh. yeah, that she was saying, she's like, you can't even see it, but it's still on fire right now. Uh, but yeah, because there is alcohol in it. Uh, hand sanitizer is highly flammable. That's why that was something they put out to uh, to smokers. They're saying, hey, don't use hand sanitizer and then go tight. Now I can have a cigarette and then light it. And all of a sudden your hands will light on fire. I once so. set my entire sleeve on fire with the common household product. What? Well, I was making a flaming Dr. Pepper from hell. And <laughs> I guess some of the alcohol it mm-hmm. was on my arm and stuff. Uh-huh. And. So when it was time for the Bacardi 101, I, and then you do a match. That's the whole uh-huh. you know how to That's do a flame yeah. Dr. Yep. Pepper from yeah. hell. Yeah. So my sleeve went up. Oh my god. So I'm I'm considering Bacardi 101 to be a a common household product. <laughs> Isn't it Bacardi 151? Is it 151? It's been a long time to be honest since I've made a flame <laughs> Dr. Pepper from hell. I could I probably couldn't tell you all the ingredients. A beer. I believe it's, fl- it's, I believe definitely it's Bacardi a- 151, Amaretto, and the shot. You light it on fire, and preferably yeah. into a light beer, like uh-huh. a Miller Lite or something like that. It's definitely better if it's a Pilsner, right? As, uh... Or what's a... What's a, what's a my understanding. What's a Coors Light considered? That's uh, not a Pilsner, but... Water. A, yeah, <laughs> water. <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, let's take a look at our Mojo calendar and daily almanac of events. We're going to find out why it's Star Trek Day. Happy Star Trek Day. It's also Iguana Awareness Day. And, oh, Brandon, here's one. World Physical Therapy Day. Isn't your wife a physical therapist? She is a physical therapist. Yeah, do something special for her. 
Birthdays today include uh, Wiz Khalifa, who is 33. Didn't he get popped at the El Paso airport for having weed he on him? He did. That was a grinder, like a little bit. Wait, was there any weed in it or was it just uh, the... Like residue, mm. remnants. Wow, this is going to make you feel older if you're a 90s kid. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who played Randy JTT. on Home Improvement, JTT. You might have had his poster. Mm-hmm. 39 today. What? Yeah. Jonathan Taylor <gasps> Thomas, 39 years old. What have you been old. doing, man? It's the voice Chilling. of Simba. He was, he was the voice of Simba. That's right. He just couldn't wait to be king, and now we My don't even know where he's at. Crush. Pink is 41. The The artist Pink turns 41 today. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. I mean, JTT he popped up. is 39, and Pink is 41. Yeah. Wow. He oh popped God. up on the, uh, the Last Man Standing, that other show that um, oh, yeah. Tim Allen's been doing. So he was in a few episodes of that. But other than that, I mean, he hasn't done. I mean, as far as movies go, he hasn't done anything since 2005. Well, it's not a law that just because you were an actor, you have to stay an actor. Yeah, and who knows? Right? He could have ended up like the kid from the, what is it, The Sixth Sense? The Sixth Sense. Now he's in The Boys, and you go, Haley oh. Joel Osment. Looks like he got stung by a bee. Yeah. yeah. British actor Martin Freeman, who played Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit movies and also Dr. Watson on Sherlock, is 49 today. Turns also in uh, like Black Panther. Oh, that's right. He was the Tolkien white guy ah. in Black Panther. <laughs> Wait, yeah, because the other Andy guy Andy was Serkis. the one was Andy Serkis. Yeah. Gollum. There were two Tolkien white guys in Black Panther. Nice. Actor David Arquette, forty nine as well today, and Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont is seventy nine today. Something tells me he's not going to run for it again when he's 83, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, This date in history, 34 years ago, the Oprah Winfrey Show broadcast nationally for the first time. Oprah was a big deal in Chicago and was, you know, known in Chicago. And then when her show went nationwide, she was, it was really quickly. She became a, you know, like a household name pretty quickly. Uh, 46 years ago, 1974, President Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon, and that's the way you avoid going to prison if you're a former president, is you get the guy who took over for you to pardon you. And 54 years ago, in 1966, Star Trek premiered on TV, starring William Shatner and the late Leonard Nimoy. It ran for three seasons, was canceled in September of 1969, although it had a devoted legion of fans who are known as, well, there, there are a few words for them. You, you know Trekkie, right? Mm-hmm. They're also known as virgins, among other things. Uh, they were big fans also. The critics loved it, but the original Star Trek was canceled in September of 1969. All right, uh, it is the first day back to work after Labor Day, so let's get back into it. It's going to be a short work week here for you.